His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. We are so favored. Uh, Even with this church, and it's never been a big church, but we own 40 acres of land, two houses, and a completely paid off property. I mean, that's called favored, and they're nice houses, and they're nice land, and it's like, I mean, it's like, God, you favored us over and over. Ron and I have constantly, and it's not always that the finances have been what we saw on paper. It just came because we're favored, and so are you. We're favored. Is that, I, I just think, I just think that's something to meditate on this week. I'm doing a Negativity fast with uh, Steve Backlund. Anybody doing that? Yay, Laura. It's really cool. Your past doesn't define you was uh, about two days ago. Your past does not define who you are. We're defined by the presence of the Lord. We're defined by who he is. Anyway, uh, the other morning I got up and um, he spoke to me. This actually was... um, right when Ron got home, and so, ah, just a minute, emergency. I'm glad this isn't a podcast. (laughs) Okay. Is anything... (laughs) Is anything too hard for me? He asked me that. Have you ever been, when you woke up first thing in the morning, you have to just listen a moment? Especially when it's very dark, and it was this morning because it was actually five instead of six. Um, You know, (coughs) anyway, but I heard him speaking to me, and he said, is anything too hard for me? Is there anything in your life too hard for the Lord? Anything. And I said, what everybody here would say, no, Lord. (laughs) And he spoke to me and he said, no, really, from your heart, from your belief, is there anything too hard for me? And I just sat there for a little bit and I said, no, Lord, nothing. He said, then celebrate victories in all areas you've prayed for before you see it celebrate in all areas and this is my word of the lord my word of the lord last year was do you trust me and this year it has been celebrate before you see it in all areas you've prayed for celebrate that's a big faith i celebrated ron's good report before before i saw it and that was a hard thing because every time i saw it i felt a little anxious and i celebrated Then celebrate victories in all areas you've prayed in before you see it. This is real faith and believing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. You're not going to see them. You're not going to feel them. You're not going to know how they can happen. Faith is that place. But faith must have action. Faith cannot just be, I have faith. Faith must have action. 
and celebrating before actually seeing it. And I felt like the Lord said this. Celebrating before actually seeing is my way of taking faith, hope, and trust and bringing it into your physical realm. God only has one realm. He doesn't have the physical and the spiritual. He's just got it all, okay? But we live in a physical realm, and it's hard to see into the spiritual realm unless you close your eyes or you're a child and they see it all the time, okay? So here's this spiritual realm of power we see that we think isn't going to touch the physical realm unless we have faith. And this is what he said to me. If you'll celebrate before you see it, that is my way of taking your faith, your hope, your trust, and I'm going to use that celebration to bring it into your physical realm. I'm going to use the celebration to bring it into your physical realm. You can't be complaining when you're celebrating. You can't be looking at problems and negativity when you're celebrating. And when you're doing that, you're opening wide a door that brings in the power of God into that physical realm. So don't complain about problems. Celebrate that God has heard your prayers and he's got answers on the way. I only have one reality, one realm. This is the Lord speaking. But faith is your door and gift. It's a gift to us, faith is, to see it come into your physical reality. When we see it come into our physical reality, we celebrate wildly, don't we? But he's saying celebrate wildly because you believe in me. And because you believe nothing is impossible. And because if you ask in my name, I will do it for you. Whoa. Faith comes by hearing and hearing his word. I believe his word is a lot of things. I have tons of scriptures that run through my head all day long. I grew up with them. I grew up with songs, and so they're just always there. But this is his word to me that morning. Is anything too hard for me? In other words, he was zeroing in on this heart of mine and going, Mm, you're thinking that's too hard and it's getting you down. You're thinking that's too hard and you haven't let it go. And I'm like, okay, is anything too hard for me? So I love this. I love God's stories. And um, we've had a lot of words spoken over us lately about being Moses, which I don't think we're Moses, but saying that I think that they were saying we're coming into a new, new area and that Ron and I were carrying something to go into that new area so here's Moses called to go into a new area he's taking all the people out of slavery he's taking all the Israelites out of slavery and it's um, Exodus 14 this is in the voice um, Bible because it's easy to read Speak to the Israelites and tell them to go back and set up camp in front of, and I'm not going to tell you where they had to go set up camp at. Camp there next to the sea because Pharaoh will talk about the Israelites saying they're wandering around in circles. Now, God's telling Moses this. They're wandering around in circles, and the desert has closed them in on all sides, and look, they're right next to the sea. Then I will harden Pharaoh's stubborn heart even more, because I'm going to demonstrate my glory. That's why he did it. He will pursue the Israelites. Honor will come to me through the actions of Pharaoh. And there's a scripture 
actually in um, Romans 9, I think, that talks about the honor coming to him through Pharaoh. Through the actions of Pharaoh and his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the eternal one. Even when they're dying, they're going to know I am the eternal one. Honestly, that's a place of salvation. You don't know that some of them didn't go, I worship you, as the sea, sea was closing in on them. Okay. So Pharaoh's servants said, what have we done? We released the Israelites from serving us and have lost our labor force. What in the world have we done? Now, this is all scenario set up. God has spoken this to Moses. Is anything too hard for me? I'm going to do this. Pharaoh prepares his chariots and calls out his army, and he takes a select group of 600 best chariots in the land, plus all the other chariots of Egypt. So all the chariots of Egypt are with drivers are commanding them, and now they're going down to the sea. The eternal hardened the stubborn heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he chased after the Israelites just as they. Now listen, have you ever been in this place? I have. Just as they were marching out of the land with victorious hands held high. Yes, we're free. We're free. Glory to God. We're free. And all of a sudden, they hear Pharaoh's army running. The Egyptians pursued the Israelites all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, his chariot drivers and army caught up with the Israelites as they were camping at this place. And Pharaoh approached the Israelites. I'm not Egyptian, so I can't say those words. <coughs> Pharaoh approached the Israelites' camps, and the Israelites saw the Egyptian army closing in on them, and they were trapped and feared for their lives, so they cried out. Now listen to what they said. Were there not enough graves in Egypt? Is that why you brought us out here to die? Anybody ever told the Lord that? You got me out of this place there. You told me we were going to have victory. Was there not? I would have been happy to stay back where I was. Is that why you brought us out here to die in the desert? Why have you done this? Why have you made us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you in Egypt, stop pestering us so we can get on with our lives and serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to live as slaves to the Egyptians than to die out here in the desert. So now Moses is facing a huge scenario. Now, this is the part I want you to see that God has done for you too. He already told him what he wanted to do. He already said, nothing's too hard for me. He already said, Moses, this is what I'm going to do. And Moses forgot in the middle of the trauma. How many of you have ever forgot right in the middle of the trauma what the Lord spoke to you? And he spoke it to you in a peaceful time when you had your hands up and you were celebrating and then you forgot it. I felt like the Lord showed me, you know, I'd heard some people saying about Jesus being denied and all the pain that he suffered on the cross. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, that happened because all of you did that. Every one of you have done that to me. Have you ever griped and complained when all of a sudden you were in the trauma and you were saying, where's God now? That was exactly what they said when they crucified him. Where's God now? Where's God now? So we all put those wounds on him on that cross. Not just our, our gross sins. Our sins of where's God, 
where's God now? And so they did. So Moses, <laughs> he's got the word of the Lord in him. says, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Oh, don't. Stand your ground and witness how the eternal will rescue you today. There's nothing too hard for him. Look at him. Take a good look at the Egyptians. <laughs> for after today, you'll never see them again. The eternal will fight on your behalf while you watch in silence. And Ron, I was reading this to Ron, and he goes, isn't that the truth? He can do more while you're waiting on him, resting in him, than when you're doing something. Watch what he does while you're waiting in silence. So Moses is saying this, and I think he's saying it trembling because of the next scripture. Because God speaks to Moses now. Now Moses had been talking to the people. Now God speaks to Moses, and he says, why are you calling out after me? God, do you hear me? God, did you see what's going on? God, I know you told me you were going to take us through this, but God, did you see this? They're close. And God said to him, why are you calling after me? Get up. Instruct the Israelites to break camp and get moving. Celebrate. Get up. Put your hands up high again in victory. Raise your staff and reach out over the sea and divide it. Get up. Move. Get up. The Israelites will be able to walk straight through the sea on dry ground, and I'm going to harden the stubborn hearts of the Egyptians. And in their arrogance, they will continue to chase the Israelites. My honor will be on display when I defeat Pharaoh, his army, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. The Egyptians will know that I am the eternal when I display my glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. God's messengers who had, well, there was an angel out front, Anyway, so the sea parts. All of them walk across on dry land. Now, it's not just a miracle that the waters parted. They didn't walk in needy mud. They walked across on dry land because God was demonstrating what he said he would do. And when they got over, the Egyptians ran into the... Um, Empty sea, and God just said, Mo Moses, now. And this time his staff was already raised in victory. He just did this, and bam. God brought the victory. You know, I've always asked the Lord, why is that such a big story? And he said, it's like, like Noah's Ark. It was a demonstration to the whole world that I could change everything. I could change slavery. I could change every situation. I could provide in, as a, in the wilderness. I could do everything, and I always wanted to bring you all into the promised land. It's a world demonstration. Moses was us. And are we going to cry out? Why are you crying out? Or are we going to celebrate? I believe that God is telling us to celebrate in this hour in faith like we have never done before. I believe he's been healing negativity. I love the negativity fast, but I believe he's doing that. Matthew 9, 19, 26, Jesus said, all things are possible with God. 
Men, not so much. So don't depend on men. Luke one thirty seven, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Ephesians 3.20, he wants for us way above what we ask or think. Super abundant. God calls us Moses because we're going to celebrate before we see it. And we're going to move. We're going to move. I woke up this morning with the time change and thought I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I, I did. I, I just quoted it. I, I'm celebrating. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. But I've been thinking about how Jesus Christ lives in me and the word cannot lie. The word lives in us. It can't lie. And it says I have the mind of Christ. I have the thoughts. I get to choose them but I have them within me. I had the spirit of life, and this was one of my memory verses for years, which brings life to my mortal body. I love this scripture. It's Romans 8, 11. Romans 8, for me, is probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, because it just kind of talks about everything. But it says, Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of the one who resurrected Jesus lives in you, how many have Jesus in you? So, how many of you have the spirit of the resu resurrected one living in you? Living in you. Living in you. Everywhere you go, the spirit of the resurrected one. And then it says, the spirit of the one who resurrected Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Then you can be sure. Now, I think that's sure. I think that word sure means sure. Sure. That means when the traumas come and you're not going to pay attention to them because you're sure. You can be sure that he who raised him will cast the light of light into your, the light of life into your mortal body so you're full of life, you're full of light through the life-giving power of the spirit that resides in you. Another scripture says, and the Holy Spirit that lives in you will give life to your mortal body. Now, the world doesn't have the Holy Spirit life. We have more. We have the healer with us. I thank God for doctors. I thank God for all of that. But I want to see a demonstration more of who we have in us. I believe it's an hour that God wants to demonstrate miracles and show off who he is. If he called us Moses, he wanted to demonstrate to the world who he is. That means the miraculous. Already, Ron, a year ago, there was a lot of you came and prayed with us before we went up there, and, and the church has laid hands on us, and I don't even know what all you've done. You've just been amazing, amazing, wonderful, believing family. Thank you. But boy, that was one of them times I wasn't sure I thought all those things. And yet God came and is demonstrating, is demonstrating. Sometimes we give up when we're in the middle of the demonstration. You know what? Moses kind of wanted to give up in the middle of the demonstration, didn't he? 
but we have the all-sufficient one in us who gives us the power. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can get up and be a mom today, and all my kids have been sick, and I didn't get any sleep all night, and I can do it. I can go to work, and I'm not really happy what's going on at work right now, and I, I can because I have Christ who strengthens me. But you know, part of his strength was the oil of joy, and we've got to get that. He wants us with joy wherever we are. Joy. That's who he was. It doesn't do any good. You're still, if you don't have joy and you got your face down, and anybody ever look at yourself in the mirror? This isn't a bad look, but your lines are down like this. I always, I see that and I'm like, I smile at me because I want it to go up. But I want to tell you something. Joy has a smile. Joy has a smile. It celebrates with joy. I think we need to have exercise this morning, and it just feels like it. It feels like we need to exercise a smile. So everybody exercise a smile. Okay, now smile at everybody else around you. Come on. Oh, I want a really big one. Oh, Joseph, I like that one. <laughs> that was a good smile. That was a good Oh, I want to see teeth. Come on. Ezra, I haven't seen your teeth. Yay! <laughs> Oh, that is so beautiful. Do you know what? That's what Jesus put in us. His joy. His joy. And he is strong and a healer. And he wants to manifest. I believe even if you're feeling still, these things not change. I want you to celebrate it. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Every time you think about it, okay, I'm in the middle of it, but I'm going to celebrate it even more. You guys, it's an exercise of faith. It's, I do believe. Teresa, do you believe me? Yes. Then exercise it. I choose to celebrate who you are and what you're doing. So this is what I felt, and i got to see if i got time. I do. That I felt he was speaking to some today about. When we are weak, then we are strong. And nobody likes to be weak. Nobody. I, I, there's nobody. Nobody. So the human plight is always to be strong, do right, and not fail. Isn't that the movies? Isn't that your favorite movie? Be strong, do right, and don't fail. Wouldn't it be awful if it was someone was strong, did right, and the whole movie was about their failure? How many would go watch that movie? I like Hallmark because everybody is good, and everybody does right, and they're happy in the end. I heard some of you laugh at that. Okay. <laughs> No one wants to fail or be a failure. So we all, and I believe that's some of the past, we all strive and run from failure or we listen to the devil's lies and live in a prison of lies. The scripture that talks about how blessed are those who carry the good news, the feet on the mountains, said that the good news opens prison doors. I believe there are prisons of failure. I believe there are prisons of failure in families. Maybe a family. Our family's always been like that. You don't have to be like your family was. I can tell you, I don't care if all your family was criminals. You don't have to be. 
but you got to walk out of the prison. And this is what I saw. A prison of lies with the past. Some of you live in the past. The present prison or the future prison. I failed once. I'm failing now, and I'm going to fail again. I failed once. I'm failing now, and I'm going to fail again. They're prisons. Every one of those are lies. In Christ, you're victorious. That's just the way it is. And all are within a prison of failure. And I'm going to tell you that is a religious spirit too. And I, I'm addressing this believing that God is going to destroy the power of the religious spirit off this county and off of this area, that there is not this religion of always, I'm a worm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a sinner, all those things. The truth is, we are royal sons and daughters of the Most High God. It's the truth, and it will carry you into eternity, by the way. It will get you through the Red Sea. He is our Father, and he is pleased with us always. I want to talk about, I want to talk about some reactions that we have with people. I'm just going to use driving as an example because people usually say what they want when they're driving. Okay. So you're driving and somebody cuts you off. And it's not good. I mean, it was not a good thing. And you're yelling stupid or whatever you want to yell at them. Okay? All right. But what I want to say to you, and I'm not saying that we're not ever going to have those moments. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but what I am saying to you is that if you're yelling at them because they made a mistake, you yell at yourself. If you, have a hard, if you have a hard time with drivers who don't drive perfectly, it's because you have a hard time with yourself. Because I'm not the best driver in the world, and I have cut off people probably more times than I could count. And they don't hear me saying I'm sorry, but I am. The whole time I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so You know, and they're mad, and they're on their horn, and they're going around me, and, you know. And I'm like, I didn't see them. Did you see them? You know, and I'm just like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, that's kind of how I drive, and that's how we live. And, but saying all that, uh, if somebody cuts me off because I realize that I do it too, I don't yell at them, and I'm not mad at them because I realize I do it too. And I'm like, oh, sorry, they probably didn't see me. Wow, they're in a hurry today. Now, I might say that. Wow, they're really in a hurry today. But what I want you to, want you to hear is that when you come into that place and those words come out, that's how you talk to yourself. And that's what's going on inside. And God wants that out of us. He wants us that when we get pricked, kindness comes out because we're so kind to ourselves. God is not mad at us. He is not upset with us. He's not irritated with us. He's not frustrated with us. He's not. Is that awesome? And he's definitely not rejecting us. All failure. Sin, past, present, future, was put on Jesus on the cross and we're now the perfection of Christ if he lives in us. And you all raised your hands, so there is just great perfection in this room. Diamonds, 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 perfection. Okay. 
so many conversations with God. I hate this. I do, but he's changing it for me. About past. Getting up and having a conversation about the past. Whatever. About a failure. Or other people's too. Usually it's my own. And I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this because you get in those conversations and you're, you're working through this conversation and I want you to hear this. God does not hear it. This is where Moses was crying out because all the people had complained and now Moses was going to start and God said, why are you crying out to me? I don't even hear you. Get busy. God does not hear these conversations born out of lies. Is that wonderful? He doesn't hear them. They're not prayers. So much of our prayers have been prayers born out of conversations that were over these things, and God doesn't hear them. The conversations are born out of lies. Could it be why we didn't get answers to prayer sometimes? Because they were born out of that? I heard a song, Help Me Lay Down My Thoughts and My Agenda. So I can be wide open for you. The prison of failure is a lie. And it is time to let Jesus stomp on it forever. And get across the sea forever. Jesus took the keys and he opened the door. Moses put the rod out and the great sea parted. And you know what? He didn't just open the doors. He pulled us out. How many here know God pulled you out of your pit? How many of you here know he pulled you out? Okay. He didn't just open the door to your prison. He pulled you out. And when you go back in and begin to discuss junk and failures and sin and whatever the thing is, the prison door is wide open. You're sitting in there by yourself. Because he's not going to sit and listen to you. He already forgave whatever. And he's not listening. Is that incredible? Jesus took the keys. He opened the doors and he pulled us out. His blood, his forgiveness is enough. Only listening and believing lies put you back in that open cell. And we're not. I know more and more and more every single one of us is learning to stay out of that. I love that. We're being empowered. You guys, I don't know if you understand this, but this is a move of God, and we're right in the middle of it. And there is a turning happening in the body of Christ where we're beginning to know the sons and daughters that we are and how powerful we are. If we didn't exercise the healing like this morning, if we don't exercise these things, then we're going to get stiff when he finally says, go do it. So we just exercise. The school ministry just exercises. Let's exercise that prophetic. Let's exercise that thing. Let's exercise those gifts. Exercise them. Why? Because we, he wants us to be sons and daughters. We're already equipped, well equipped. But if you don't ever use it, I don't know if you lose it with him. The scripture says that the gifts are without. He doesn't take them back. So you don't even lose your gifts. You just maybe get so stiff which you can't pick them up anymore. I don't know. But God wants us in good shape in this season. We are saints of God, 
pure, holy, perfect in Christ. I, I, you couldn't hear this. You need, we need a song on that. We're saints of God, pure, holy, perfect in Christ. We're not sinners. We're not. How many of you here like to sin? Doesn't make you feel very good, do you? We're not sinners. That doesn't mean occasionally we don't fall and have to ask for forgiveness. But man, that was covered. And I love it. And I just get up again. I do. We're not worms. I, you you got to understand, I'm around a lot of a reli- religious people, and I hear this talk all the time. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm a worm. My past just stinks. I don't know. I, you know, I know God forgives me, but I don't know. I can't hardly ever get past it. And I have to hear that stuff. And I'm going, oh, Papa, would you please show them how glorious they are to you? Please, Father. They're going to see it in heaven. But what a, what a glorious thing to see it today. I see it in all of you. I do. So failure, we're not worthless, worms, sick, unforgiven. We're not unforgiven. So failure is also a lie. I'm a success. I am so successful. I'm a great leader. I can't come down. I'm a great leader. I can't come down. So failure is a lie. And I don't live in that prison. And I don't listen to those lies. Because I am a success every day. I'm going to tell you, this is so true. It's true in Christ, but I watch all your lives, and it's true. I've watched you trust the Lord. A lot of you have watched when you were born. A lot of you have watched when you got married. I've watched your lives and you're trusting Jesus today. Your successes. That's what he's looking for. He said, do you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for families. I'm looking for people who just trust me and live every day with me. I thought, oh, man, you got a whole bunch of them, God. You got a whole bunch of salt in this area. Thank you, Jesus. We may have to clean up our messes sometimes, and I love Bill Johnson sharing that. But Christ goes, gives great power and grace to clean up things, too. I've heard over and over how prison sentences were erased by God's grace. Anybody heard those stories? I have over and over. We all live in that grace. Healing of memory starts with forgiveness, yours and others, and seeing Jesus come and heal and change whole situations. Because we see it through his eyes. Our job in life is not to be a success, even though we are, and promote ourselves. Our job and assignment is to be his sons and daughters, glorious, who allow his victories to show up in us. Who allow his victories to show up in us by his demonstrations of power and love. You all are that already. Keep going. Keep running. Keep running. Keep going. Last year at this time, Ron's surgery, 
I had fever during that time. Who knows? I mean, there's been bugs going around too, but I thought, was my body re responding to that thing? But and I talked to others, and it was like, that's the only fever I've had for three years. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I need to celebrate three years that I didn't have one. And then I didn't get anything beyond it. I got better. I took a whole bunch of vitamin C and, and got better. But during that time, I felt like the Lord spoke to me. The enemy is not powerful enough. This is what he spoke to me a year ago. I wrote it down in my journal. The enemy is not powerful enough to do any real damage against you. His works are under my feet as dust, and they're under yours. I'm going to tell you this again. This was my last year word. The Lord spoke this to me. The enemy is not powerful enough to do any real damage against you, and he hasn't ever. His works are under my feet. This is God saying this, as dust and under your feet too. So, Teresa, do you trust me? Then celebrate this year before you see it. Stop crying out and go forward. I, I just thank God for this move that we're in. I thank him for everything that he is doing. It is glorious. And I and perfection. <laughs> Let's stand. <laughs> when we're all done, I just want you to look around, um, unless you have to run roll, and I want you to find someone to pray for today. I just felt like um, that God just wanted you to love on somebody and pray for someone today. So, Father, we thank you for this beautiful group of people. Let the words go in deep. Let all who've believed lies come out of prison cells forever. Lord, I just see a whole bonfire of lies. And Father, I pray for grace and peace and joy on your people. Thank you for listening Jesus to this name. message. Jesus.